Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Internet Marketing with Jeremy Jacobs. Episode 8, an overview of pay-per-click. I'm your host, Andy White. It's time once again for another exciting edition of Internet Marketing, where we give you insider tips and techniques and secrets on using the Internet as part of your marketing machine. And we have with us today, Jeremy Jacobs. Good day to you, sir. Hello there. And what are we talking about today, then? Um, we're going to be talking about pay-per-click, or pay-per-click advertising, which is a kind of um, flip side to a subject we spoke about earlier, or search engine optimization, or SEO. Um, and yeah. just really having a look, uh, a very brief overview at uh, what it's all about and sort of what, what, what we need to understand about getting started with it. Some very valuable information coming, so stay tuned, folks. Yes, absolutely. So what's, uh, let's, let's start at the beginning, really. I mean, what's a good definition of PPC? Okay, well, PPC or pay-per-click, which sometimes you have to really pronounce it very carefully because it can be confused with pay-per-clip which uh, someone once asked me what I did, and uh, I said paperclip management, and I thought I managed paperclips, which is... Uh, okay, paperclip as in the small uh, metal thing that you yes. use to keep the paper <laughs> together. So you have okay. to pronounce it very carefully. So paperclip, or uh, PPC yeah. as it's uh, referred to, um, as we refer to it uh, today. But generally, it, what it is, it's advertising system um, used by um, the major search engines. Majority of search engines do use it, um, but the major search engines actually use this uh, system um, um, and essentially what it is, it's a, it's a, reven, a, a revenue-generating activity uh, for the search engines. But it gives the um, anyone, really, uh, uh, an ability to advertise um, on search engines, essentially get themselves up to a sort of number one position for any search term and, uh, and really sort of, you know, increase their visibility on the search engines and very easily um, you know if we, if we compare it to the likes of search engine optimization which can be more tricky um, pay-per-click is is you know relatively easier um, the only problem is that you have to pay for it um, which is uh, why why it's called pay-per-click um, and the important thing that uh, we need to remember when thinking about it is that you know it's you only pay when someone clicks on your advert okay so in, in yeah. a sense it doesn't actually cost you anything to be there but every time someone clicks on your advert, you will actually be charged for it. I mean, basically, I mean, as 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 I understand it, if you're in Google, which I actually now, and I put in underpants, right, and I hit return, I'll get a load of organic searches on on the left. Yes. And there are sadly loads of entries for underpants, which is quite surprising. <laughs> but then over on the right, 
we have got all these sort of Anne Summers things and men's underpants, blah, 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 yes. blah, blah. Uh, it, smaller sort of box-like ads, and those mm-hmm. are the pay-per-click, aren't they? That's correct, So basically yes. so, somebody has, has, has paid Google to, to put those up there when somebody puts underpants as a search criteria. That's correct. In the box, we, we in don't, the search box. Yeah, that's correct. We don't necessarily refer to it as being... Yeah, being paid for there because what we're actually doing we're bidding to be there um, it's very much similar <sighs> similar sort of thing to think of eBay the way we bid against something you know to get to the, to be the winner so to speak and the idea here is that we're yeah. bidding to become um, position number one or position number two however you know whatever position we want to be in but essentially we're bidding right. to be there um, as as you you know, correctly mentioned, the right-hand side, when we look at Google, for example, um, is where your ads are displayed. You will notice sometimes that ads are also displayed, or sponsored links, as they're referred to, are displayed at the top and just above yes. the organic results. A lot of people ask I me... I wonder what they were. Yeah, why, you know, what they're doing there. No, nothing really... It's, 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 in a, it's in a pale blue box just before any of the organic search results come. That's correct. There's sometimes more than one of them. There's sometimes a few of them. Yeah, it can get up to three. Uh, I think it's up to three or four, depending on, on what search engine you're looking at. Um, there's no okay. real sort of secret or trick behind that. All, all that Google's doing is they've got a lot of competition for that particular keyword. So to increase the advertising space, they're, they're shunting um, the, the adverts over to that side. So if you look at the very first sponsored link across the top in the blue bar, that's position one, yeah. two, three, and then position four would be over on the right-hand side moving down. Oh, so it's simply the first four positions, is it? Um, that's correct. And then the rest actually go down that right-hand on side. On the right-hand arm with you. side. Okay. So it's just, it's so just a way... So pay-per-click as well? Yes, that's pay-per-click or sponsored links as, uh, as um, uh, Google refers to them. So what what... What everyone's doing there, or with those advertisers on that particular search term, is they're bidding against one another to become position number one. Um, the more you pay, the higher you'll, you'll, you'll be listed. Um, and of course, that can become quite expensive, which is one, one sort of downside to pay-per-click. Um, and as mm. it becomes more popular, um, it's becoming much more expensive. Um, to give you a rough estimation, an average sort of cost per click when I first started doing it was around say 20p it's around about yeah. 40 to 50p now um, and the, those costs can go up to anything up to 25 pounds a click um, okay. which is very expensive but those are for very competitive areas such as credit cards um, mortgages things like that okay so I mean basically I mean I have played with um, pay-per-click mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with pay-per-click <laughs> Uh, it's very easy to get them mixed up, isn't it? It is. And uh, so you, you basically decide how much you want to bid. So basically, let me let me get this right. You, first of all, you sort of define some search phrases, do you? You do. Or key. What's, what's the sort of procedure? Well, what what we first need to think about is uh, what what um, key key phrases or keywords. Two terms that are kind of mean the same thing, but we we tend nowadays to think of uh, key phrases. So um, two or three word phrases that people would type in. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is around fi- around fifty percent of users now will type in three or more key words when they actually search for something. So we now refer to that as key phrase. So we need to sit down and think about what key phrases people will be typing in to find our product or service. Um, so that would be the first step to actually go ahead and do some key, uh, key phrase research and thinking about you know every, what, anything that anyone would type in. The key thing to remember about key phrase research with pay-per-click 
compared to search engine optimization is that you're not yeah. restricted okay we can we can have as we can have hundreds or thousands of key phrases or keywords um, okay. and sort of spread them out as much as possible whereas search engine optimization you're generally limited to say you know two or three to a page on your website so it's yes, because of course with search engine optimization you're, you're limited aren't you but you've only got so much text and so exactly. many contacts you can't you can't get loads and loads of different phrases no. <laughs> I <laughs> guess that's why individual pages have to be so specific isn't it that's absolutely correct but with paperclip we're we're you know we're not restricted by that so we have this freedom to go ahead and create this this wonderful long list of of keywords um, now yeah. depending on the size of your business you know that may vary um, the average account will have between 500 to 5,000 keywords larger corporations some of our clients will have around 50,000 keywords um, on one That's account huge it so is somebody's, huge. somebody's dreamt all them up and type those in Exactly, which um, I, I have done as a as a as a job for two weeks. It was uh, quite laborious, but it's worth it in the end. <laughs> because yeah, you get, yeah. You get a lot I mean, is, of, it, uh, is it worth doing research on these? Is it worth sort of seeing what people are searching for, or is it not so relevant with pay per click? Um, absolutely, I think it is worth um, having a look, um, seeing what people are searching for, because yeah. it's not about. I don't think when you're thinking about you know research, you're not thinking necessarily about um, what areas how many sort of um, keywords you're going to go for. It's again about being specific and targeting the right audience. We can think yeah. of keywords which are very generic and bring us in a lot of traffic. That may be great for some people, but we, we do want to target it down and make sure we're getting the right sort of people through. And mm -hmm. there's a number of ways you can do that. But the great thing with um, paperclip, for example, and keywords is that you can use what are called negative keywords. We'll discuss this later on, probably in another episode about keyword matching. Yeah. But you can use these things called negative keywords. So what okay. you're essentially saying is um, if someone types in a search term and their phrase or their, their key phrase contains this particular word, don't show my advert. Okay, so it's really, really good for making sort of very specific targeted campaigns. Um, because uh, just to give a very quick example, we had a client a while ago that was a t-shirt printing company, but they only wanted to focus in on large corporations. Yeah. Um, corporate, corporate sort of uh, customers, and they wanted to avoid like small um, football clubs, you know, cricket clubs coming to them. So we used negative keywords such as cricket, football, you know, things like that. So that meant that the adverts actually didn't show up. Made, meant it was actually much more specific. Yeah. Okay. So once you've selected your your key phrases, what's the next step? Presumably d designing what the right designing the writing that's going to appear. Um, yeah. There's a number of stuff. I mean, the the process. The ne the next stage is to make sure that you organise your your keywords effectively. You have the ability with the uh, you know with um with the adverts, uh, with the cam, sorry, the, the system to actually sort of specify which adverts are placed against which particular keywords. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you organize your um, campaign effectively so that when, say, for example, someone types in, so let's say, for example, you're selling second-hand cars. When someone types in, um, I don't know, used Ford Mondeo, for example, yeah. you have an advert coming up saying, we sell used Ford Mondeos rather than we just sell used cars. Okay, uh -huh. the key is to make those adverts as specific to the user as possible. It means they're much much likely to click on you. Because okay. you can so, so in one campaign, you can have loads <clears throat> and loads of different key phrases, but you can yeah. also have loads and loads of different texts that come up in the adverts. You can, yes. It okay. depends on the system and, and who you're using. But for example, with Google AdWords, you can actually specify what are called ad groups. So you put your keywords into ad groups, and then you specify the adverts against that one particular ad group. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means that when there's someone types in that specific key phrase, it means that your advert actually comes up, and it means they're much likely to click on you. If your competitors, for example, does have a very generic advert, the chances are they're going to be clicking on you rather than your competitor. So that's probably the most critical thing to understand about setting up a pay-per-click campaign, is that you organise it effectively and get those keywords into ad groups and then specify really sort of specific um, adverts against that particular ad group. Okay. We were talking about, first of all, we were talking about, um, you, you, so you get a whole big bunch of... Um, key phrases yes and you have a probably a slightly smaller bunch I'm, I'm assuming a slightly smaller bunch of uh, the actual text that you want to appear in your advert yes and, and presumably there's this is there some degree of, of, of I mean you mentioned before how, how do you match the advert to the phrases are they, are they grouped into the advert they are so what, what we'll be doing for example with Google AdWords is um, taking our key phrases mm-hmm. and putting them into um, into ad groups which will be sectioned off parts of your campaign. So yeah. you'll come into your campaign, um, you'll see a list of ad groups, you'll click on those ad groups, they'll take you down to the next level, which is where your actual keywords are. Yeah. Once you're in that area, you can actually specify the advert that goes against those keywords. Okay. So that one particular advert will only ever show up against those particular keywords. Say, for example, we're um, a sort of uh, Amazon, for example. Yeah. Um, we may have um, one ad group purely talking about keywords and adverts about DVDs, CDs, mm-hmm. a separate one with CDs, another one with books. See what I mean? So, so that Yeah, I mean, I've got a nice... I mean, when, when I used my, my usual joke word of underpants and put underpants into <laughs> Google, if yes. I look down the sponsored links, I've, I mean, a good example here is I've got, like, um, one for a, a well-known store, but it just says, like, X percent off your first order from our underpants range. So, obviously, yes. the underpants was linked to the word underpants. That's correct. So they, yes. they must have thousands of key phrases I've put in. Yes, there are there are there are a number of tools that um, we'll, we'll be probably talking about um, in our more advanced uh, podcast, but mm. uh, which go beyond the scope of here. But there are some tools that you can use to to sort of speed up that process right. and make it slightly easier. But I think for um, starting out, you know, just let's just get in there and do it manually by hand. You learn a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's it's actually. You know, much better for you to do it like that um, okay. to actually just start small there. Okay, so we've talked about these uh, key phrases. We've talked about the text that goes in your advert. Mm-hmm. What else has to happen when you're setting this up? Well, I think the important thing, Andy, to really talk about now is actually look at some of the um, sort of uh, phrases that are used within the sort of PPC world. Yeah, um, some, some of the, the jargon. jargon. Yeah. So, some of the things that um, initially, you know, you will come across straight away um, and, and really, really important to just go through. I'm just going to run through sort of the, the main ones. Mm-hmm. And the first one is actually a term called impressions, okay? Yeah. Um, and you will see this as a figure in your, um, in your campaign results. Um, impressions and what this actually means is the amount number of times that your advert has been served um, I use the term served and not seen for a particular reason yeah if you have a look on your screen you'll probably notice that if you scroll down the page you've actually got a number of adverts that are actually off the screen or yeah. maybe below the fold, below the fold those adverts yeah. as far as Google or Yahoo or MSN are concerned have been served they've they're on the page yeah. um, but it's chances are that that the user hasn't actually seen that advert okay? okay so that's what we mean by impressions the number of times the advert has actually been loaded up on a particular page. page yeah okay remembering that it's not always going to be seen okay? yes i had to scroll to see some of mine and interestingly yeah. the the list of um these pay-per-click these sponsored links is shorter than the organic one I, 
do, do, do Google do that on purpose so that you're more um, likely to see all of them? It's. I think it's just the way because you've got the ones at the top. Yeah. The the three maybe two or three at the top. Oh, I see. The, like that. Okay. Um, there's no particular reason for that. The uh, the next one is um, click through rate or what's referred to as the CTR. The click through rate is essentially it's a percentage and it's the uh, percentage of people who who have seen your advert and clicked on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really good indication of how relevant your advert is. Okay, if you've got a very high click-through rate or CTR, it means that lots of people are clicking on your ads. You're very relevant to the users, so that's a good thing. Um, okay. And the CTR is a really good measurement of how well your campaign's performing. So basically, if 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 a hundred people saw it and fifty of them clicked, you'd have a fifty percent CTR. Exactly. Okay. That's correct. Um, a good measurement of CTR, um, a good CTR, sorry, should I say, mm-hmm. um, is around 2%. Uh-huh. And that, that's considered good. Um, anything above that is great. Um, we've had campaigns that have been running at around 25% wow. click-through rate. But they were very, very niche products and services. Yeah. But I think two, I, I would be fairly happy with 2 or 3% as a, as a click-through rate for my campaign. Mm-hmm. The next one is average position. This average position gives you an indication of where you're actually sitting within the within your competitors. So remember we said okay. position one, two, three, four, five. It will give you an average position of where you're sitting. The reason it's average is because people will be coming in, you know, different competitors will be coming in. To- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, the mix every time someone does a search, so your position will change slightly. It usually sits around the same sort of um, sort of mark. We say that a 
average position of around three is the optimum position to be in. Reason is is that if you're in position one all the time, you're going to be paying the most there. The actual difference in um, sort of the sort of click-through rate between sort of being in position one and position three is actually surprisingly small. And because you can mm. find that sometimes position three will be significantly cheaper, it actually works out that being in position one isn't always the best. Well, that's right, because you, you, the chances are you're still going to be visible without oh, scrolling absolutely. if you're only at position three. So basically, if you, if you saw that you were sort of constantly at position one, so, I mean, presumably it would indicate that you might be paying too much. Yes. And you might want to lower your rates until you start going down to two that's or three. That's correct. Yes, we always okay. aim for a position three. Interestingly, with Yahoo Search Marketing, you can actually see what position your your net, you know, the top five bidders are paying. So you can actually see where you're sitting and how much you'd need to pay to be in the next position. It's actually sometimes been quite frequent that I've actually seen this position one, say for example, paying three pound five p a click. Position two is paying mm -hmm. three pound four p a click. Position three is paying twenty six p a click. Okay, ah. so that's why it can sometimes be very, very effective uh, yeah. to stay in position three. Um, and then the final, the final sort of bit of jargon which we need to know, which actually is very link closely linked to the average position, is um, maximum cost per click or maximum CPC. What this determines essentially is where you're going to be sitting. Okay. What we're saying with mm -hmm. the maximum cost per click is I'm not willing to pay any more than this amount to be up on your listings right. and that's actually going to determine where you're sitting because if you've got a competitor who's willing to pay more then they're going to be ranking yeah. higher, higher than you so say for example we're in position one all the time what we want to be doing is looking to lower our maximum CPC to actually bring our position down right okay? The one interesting thing about this is that, um, that all of the advertising systems will always guarantee that you'll never pay a penny more than the, the, the next lowest competitor. Okay? So if I set a um, maximum CPC of, say, a pound, and my competitor only sets yeah. it to, say, 55p, and I'm, I'm in position one, then I'll only ever pay mm -hmm. 56p. Okay, I'll never pay that maximum. Oh, okay. So that's just a way of making sure that you don't actually overspend. You know, and you're not always okay. paying that amount. Oh, okay, I see. So it's, it's a bit like eBay in that respect, isn't it? You, you, you say how much you're willing to pay, mm. but you don't necessarily pay the whole... You just pay enough to beat the one that's, that exactly. you can beat, effectively. So it's a good okay. way of, of controlling your cost. Well, that's very nice of, uh, of, of it Google. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is very, very nice of Google. Helpful. How thoughtful <laughs> um, Actually, just wanted to mention very quickly about them, talking about costs, etc., because um, it, it is often a concern of people who come to us about how much they're going to spend. The key thing with all of these systems is that you can control how much you are spending. Um, some people imagine yeah. that they'll have all these ads running all the time, people will be clicking on them, they'll run out of money, you know, or spend all this money. And there is also a, yeah. a daily budget which you do set um, on your campaign which actually um, will we'll stop running your ads after you've spent a certain amount. So you can set okay. it, for example, to say five, ten pounds a day. Once you reach that budget, you'll actually stop. Your adverts will stop running, but you'll also stop incurring costs. So you do have uh, you know, complete control over how much you're actually spending there. Is, is there a bit of an urban myth with this then, mm -hmm. Jeremy? I mean, do a lot of people worry about pay-per-click for this reason? They're just not realise that you can control yes. it? Yes, they do. They do, uh -huh. they do. So you often find yourself saying to clients, actually, it's, you know, it's not like that, it's like this. Yes, exactly. Um, they, they do, they do mm -hmm. sort of think that they're just going to have these ads, hundreds of ads running, and they're going to be running up this cost of you know, hundreds of pounds a day. But we do reassure them that they are, you know, they are 
able to limit it by actually putting a daily budget in there. Yeah. So you do have control. So just just moving on, I mean, what what are the reasons that someone would choose you know pay per click over SEO? Um, well, there's a no, there's a number of reasons. Um, the the main reason really is that I mean it's really easy and quick to set up. Okay, so say for example, I I've you know the people out there listening today never heard of pay per clicks before and they think to myself I want to have a go at this I want to be at number one um, at Google for the word underpants so uh, I'm going to go off mm-hmm. and do it so I mean with for example Google AdWords I can be um, up in number one position for the word underpants within say the next 10 minutes I'd have to pay the yeah. price to be there but uh, whatever that cost is but that's the key thing you can get yourself up on those search engines within a matter of minutes um, and actually, so it's immediate. It's, it, it is. It's very, very quick turnaround. What we essentially say is that pay per click is the short term solution. SEO or search engine optimization mm-hmm. is the long term solution. And a lot of advertisers will use pay per click to bring that initial traffic in whilst SEO is building up. They will most of the time will actually continue to run the both together, particularly for a maybe a you know a very competitive keyword which they may not be able to get up against purely using SEO alone. The other thing which we have mentioned earlier is that there's uh, the ability to have many more keywords. So mm-hmm. for example, you know, 500 to 5,000 is the average sort of uh, campaign um, number of keywords. We can go above that. I think Google AdWords sets a limit of 50,000 keywords per account. So you know, you've got up mm-hmm. to that essentially. So you can kind of go a bit crazy with your keyword research and you don't have to limit yourself as where you would with SEO. And we've got complete control over our, you know, our ads, our ad copy. So everything that comes up, what we're saying about our advert, we've got complete control over. With SEO, sometimes Google will will create its own little um, description of your website um, based on you know the information it gathers. We don't have complete yeah. control over that, but with the ad copy, we do. We can really, really be specific about what we're saying, what we're selling ourselves um, about on search engines. And then the final thing really is, and quite interesting, is we're protected against ranking algorithms. Um, So what those are are um, the way that Google um, actually decides how its natural listings are going to be ordered, who's going to be in position one. And if you've listened to our search engine optimization podcast, you'd hopefully be familiar with these terms of this uh, algorithm. And what Google and the other search engines tend to do is they tend to, completely changed the way that they look at these listings and uh, it throws everyone off of course and all the SEO professionals get very upset and you know it all goes into disarray of course that's all happening on the natural side but everyone who's advertising on the paperclip side is completely unaffected you know there's there's no sort of influence over the way that Google looks at its natural listings as to how it actually looks at its paperclip listing so that that can be a really good advantage as well actually that just made me think there's one thing we didn't mention is I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's very important, isn't it, which actual page you make these adverts linked to. Yes. Um, and, and you have to have landing pages, don't That's you? That's correct, yes. A special, a special landing yes. page? Um, when we're actually specify the advert, um, when we're actually creating the advert, it will ask us, um, you have a, what's called a destination URL and a display URL. The display URL, you, you always just use your, your standard URL that you may maybe yeah. put on your business card. But uh, with your destination URL, we can actually, what we call deep link people into our sites, okay? So right, let's yeah. say, for, so let's go back to the example of us selling CDs and DVDs. 
within our CD ad group, we're going to be linking all of our ads through to our CD page. Again, with our DVD, yeah. we want to be linking people through to their DVD page. Essentially, the idea is, is just take the, the, the user to the, the furthest possible point within your site so they don't have to search. They click on your advert talking about CDs, there's your you know your range of CDs sitting in front of them rather than having to go through your home page. So I mean, thinking about pay per click, you'll very rarely actually want to be looking, linking through to your home page unless you're using very generic sort of keywords that are talking just generally about your company. Yeah. Okay. So what what advice would you give someone starting out in pay per click? Well, I don't think we've actually mentioned the the sort of the major suppliers of pay per click out there. There are three. There's um, Google, Yahoo Search Marketing, or as it's starting to be referred to now as YSM. Um, and then very, very recently, literally within the past few weeks, um, MSN have just launched MSN Ad Center. Okay. So three different big players. There is another company called Meva. Some people do find that... Um, Quite a quite a good sort of PPC supplier. We haven't, to be honest, mm-hmm. in the past had much success with it, but I wouldn't rule it out as an option. So we've got our, our three major ones: Google, um, Yahoo, and MSM. Um, the key thing, you know, when thinking about starting out, is thinking, okay, well, who am I going to start with? Uh, my advice to everyone would be to just concentrate on one. Okay, get in with one of them. Maybe go and sign up with them. Have a look at the way their systems work and see which one you're most comfortable with. Get in yeah. there with one of them. Get established and and really sort of you know get to grips with it before you start moving on to any of them. Try don't try to master all three at once. I think is mm-hmm. key. But once you've decided which one you're actually going to go with, I think about starting small. Okay, don't run in and and start setting up a huge campaign because it will get out of control very very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, pay-per-click um, campaigns do need a lot of maintenance, unfortunately. Um, they're like a newborn baby, if you will. They do need a lot of care and attention. Some people seem to think that they can just leave them and let them run. They, that isn't the case. So start small, right. uh, maybe just with one campaign, maybe just promoting one product or service. Um, build up your confidence you know, and, and get familiar with the terms, the way the system works, its quirks, things like that. And then you can start to look at actually expanding outwards um, within, say, for example, Google, and then you know, and then move on to you know trying it out with Yahoo and with MSM. It's really, really key to actually getting started out. And 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 don't don't think about running too far. I did say that you know the the average um, account will have between five and five five hundred and five thousand keywords. But again, just start mm-hmm. small, be specific, and make sure that you get your, your ad group set up so you get all your keywords and those adverts really, really specific against those particular key phrases. Sage advice indeed. Yes. What about feedback? How, how can you check that the system is working for you? Um, well, they all have, uh, particularly Google and, um, and uh, Yahoo Search Marketing, do have really good um, reporting functions. So you can go in and actually run reports. You can even set them up to email you weekly reports um, to actually monitor your performance, get a lot of information out. One key thing we haven't mentioned so far, and I just wanted to, uh, to mention, is um, also conversion tracking. Okay, um, A free service that's um, offered by, by all of them. Um, and what essentially this is doing is tracking, once people have clicked on your advert, if they're actually doing anything and buying anything on your site. So say, for example, mm-hmm. Google AdWords, you do actually have the opportunity to fire, uh, set up what they call um, conversion points on your site, up to five. So what you do is you place this piece of code or JavaScript onto your site, 
Um, when yeah. someone comes onto your site and actually makes a purchase or maybe fills out a contact form, it'll actually send a message back to your AdWords account saying this person bought something. And that actually lets mm. you track whether people are actually buying. And again, something which um, I would strongly recommend you set up the minute you say now this this uh, this sounds very similar to the Google Analytics goals mm, function, it's, but it's separate, isn't it? Is this a separate? It thing? is, but funny you should mention that. Um, they are they're very closely linked. Google AdWords and Google Analytics, which is the previous episode we were talking about, um, have a very very close relationship now. In that you can intertwine the two, and uh, the, okay. these conversion goals that you have are exactly the same as what they are for uh, Google AdWords conversion tracking. Um, okay. So what we're doing is we're thinking about what areas do we want to track people doing things on our site. Majority of the time it's going to be um, on, a th on a confirmation or thank you page on a checkout process so that you can mm -hmm. be sure that someone's actually purchased something from your site. Um, some people put them on contact forms, feedback forms, you know, any, you can put them essentially anywhere. And what it, what it will do is actually tell you whether or not someone's actually purchased something. And I think that's really critical to making sure that your Google AdWords campaign's actually working for you. Yes. Because anyone can come onto a search engine and click on a link. If we don't have our conversion tracking set up, then we don't know what they're doing. And as far as we're concerned, they could have bought, they couldn't have. And uh, I think that's really key to understanding that you know, your campaign is actually working for you. So do you think it's worth, if someone's got a, a Google AdSense campaign running, do you think it's worth them signing up for Google Analytics? I think it is, totally. I mean, as I said, you can, you can intertwine the two quite well. Um, now that Google Analytics is free, um, for anyone, you know, it's always been free, but it was, it was kind of restricted in how many people could sign up for it. Um, it's definitely worth getting Google Analytics on your site because it actually adds an extra level of, of analytics, I suppose, to your site in that you mm. can now start to track where people have gone to, to buy, you know, what path they followed to actually purchase rather than just saying, yeah. yes, they bought something. Okay. Um, so I think uh, that's a really, really key thing to do. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Jeremy. No problem. So we've basically covered uh, the, the, the essence of um, Google AdWords. Yes. And basically how you set it up. Yes, I think... It and um, how, it, how it runs and how you can make sure it's working for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And that's really great information. Thank you very no much. Problem. Thank you. So, Jeremy, what's, what are we covering next week? Um, next week, Andy, uh, we'll be looking at affiliate marketing. Um, which is a sort of fairly similar thing or idea behind uh, pay-per-click um, and I've uh, got some lovely, lots of lovely information and tips for you next week on that. Well, I certainly look forward to that. Well, that's it for this week's show and thank you for listening to this eighth episode. Oh, it's, we're eight. Oh. <laughs> uh, we would really love to hear from you. I mean, we, we know that we've got listeners out there, you know, so we really would like to, to, to hear from, from both of you. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments that you'd like featured on the show, send them in to info at academyinternet.com is that right, right Jeremy? Correct Andy yes and if you want to make your questions into an mp3 file and send that along as long as it's not too big we would be quite happy to put that in the podcast as mm. well and if you're a subscriber that's fantastic we'd like to thank you for, for doing that but if you haven't and you'd like to subscribe and have this podcast delivered to your earbuds automatically you can find us on internet marketing on iTunes if you go into the iTunes podcast directory and just search on internet marketing or you can go to the academyinternet.com or the summitsolutions.co.uk website and follow the subscriptions buttons. And finally, we would love to hear comments. So if you want to make a comment on the show, go into iTunes and feel free to leave a comment, hopefully a good one. So that's it. I'm Andy White. Have a fantastic week. That's goodbye from me and Jeremy. 
See you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet Marketing was brought to you by summitsolutions.co.uk. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.